0: Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you scale your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager. And that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build team so you can actually delegate all those lower level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com slash X. That is strlegends.com slash X. You are listening to an episode of STR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Bad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Paid for your pet, get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.
1: Get paid for
0: your pet. Welcome to podcast number five hundred and thirty of Get Paid for Your Pet. Today, we are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Eric Mutter, and we have a very special guest on the show. She's actually on the team, on our team of FreeWild. Her name is Kay Putnam. She's a psychology-driven brand strategist who helps brands define their innate advantages to attract more clients and customers online. She's also the host of the Brand Gravity Show, a podcast about the intersection of branding and psychology. Kay, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on.
1: Jasper, Eric, thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here and to geek out about branding.
0: Yeah, no, we so are we. We've been talking a lot about branding recently. So we're super excited. Before we dive into the questions, that we really the topic for today is really how to create pricing power through a brand. Right. And mm-hmm. but before we dive into it, like give us a quick background of like who you are and how you got into uh, branding.
1: Yeah. Like you said in my intro, I call myself the psychology-driven brand strategist. I've been obsessed with the magic of business for as long as I can remember. I actually started my first business at 16. Got a degree in marketing and psychology and realized early on in my business career that I could have the perfect marketing strategy. I could do all of the steps, all of the things. And for some clients it would work perfect. And then for other clients, it would fizzle and fall flat. So clearly there was something happening underneath the marketing strategies and tactics. And that is the brand. And it influences a lot of the results from what you can charge, like you mentioned, with pricing power to how much attention and clients you attract to your business, to your listing, and everything in between. So I am just nerding out over here about why humans make the decisions that they do, what actually influences them to choose one offer over another.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. And we're working quite a bit right now on building the Free Wild brand. And this is the first time that we are really taking intentional time to build out a brand first versus doing what we typically do as entrepreneurs, just like dive in and start building the company and then think about brand later. And that's kind of a challenge that we're running into now with overnight success, right? Our educational company, we dove in, we built this incredible company and we're like, oh crap, we got to start thinking about brand. It's a little bit more difficult to kind of build it as you know as it's already built. But this has been an eye-opening experience for me and I freaking love it. Now I'm obsessed with brands and what you just said of like what makes people decide to work with a certain company or not, buy a certain product, stay at a certain Airbnb or short-term rental, and this is something that Jasper and I have been talking about a lot. Is like our industry is moving more towards the brand experiences than just a regular short-term rental stay. So I love that psychology side of why a brand actually gets somebody to take action, right? I think a good starting point on this, and just kind of give everyone some background. The reason why we wanted to bring you on is because Jasper and I really believe that our industry, short-term rental industry, is changing to where it, it needs to be brand focused. You know, for the companies I want to scale and build an incredible company. So that's what we're doing with FreeWild. And we really want to inspire our listeners to start thinking about themselves and their company as a brand, regardless of their size. If they have one listing or a thousand listings, doesn't matter. We still want them to focus on them as a brand. right? I think a good starting point is explaining what a brand is from your point of view. Because when we talk about brand, people think logos and a quick website, right? But what is a brand? Because I'm learning so much through this process of building FreeWild with you. And it's like, it's it's bringing me to a depth of thinking that I've never even gone to before in a company. And it's been awesome. So how do you answer that question? What a brand is?
1: Yeah, it's a doozy, isn't it? Because we think Mm -hmm. about logos, we think about colors, we think about pretty websites, but it really goes much deeper than that. That's just the tip of the iceberg. There was actually a Harvard study that was done at some point, I should remember, I should memorize the dates and the names, but they found that somewhere between 60 and 95% of human decisions are made on an unconscious level, an unconscious level, meaning emotional gut level. So that shows us that we have to be aligning our brands and triggering some of those emotions or some of that unconscious attraction in clients if we want to have a successful brand. So I like to think about it as you need to have clarity for what you stand for or what you want to be known for. And then you have to make decisions about how you're going to express that. So figuring out who you are and then how you're going to be that in the market. And that's a little bit different for all the different industries. When you're thinking about short-term rentals, you have the actual physical experience of being in the space that's going to influence the brand. That's one place where you're expressing it. And then you have the listing and the website and maybe social media, all of these different touch points all need to be working in concert with each other for it to create a lasting impression for people to basically shape that perception that people have of who you are and mm. if you're a company that's worth following and buying from, booking from.
2: Right.
0: Right. Is, is so, that to just to summarize that like, is that is that how you would like in one line describe a brand is the perception that other people have of you?
1: Yes. And the act of branding is deciding what you want that perception to be and how you're going to communicate it.
2: Yeah. I mean, for what we're going through with building the Freewild brand, for me, it's all... Maybe it's just me as an individual, but I'm now approaching it on how the brand makes me feel right huh. so like when i look at what we're building with free wild the the and also it's it's not just the visuals it's like you put us through a process to where we we have specific words that we use we have specific words that we don't use for our brand we have overall and and we'll get into your your process or your your concept of creating a brand but it's more of like when i look at the free wild logo which we i can't wait to release to the public soon and our websites and our words and tying it all the way to the property that we're going to stay at. I'm constantly in the process of how is this making me feel and how is it going to make our guests in the future feel? How is it going to make our, the employees that and team members that we attract in all the way to the investors that we attract in. And it's, it's really interesting because now that we're getting super clear on this brand, we're attracting in people that attach to the brand and not just attracting in people that can just do the work. Does that make mm-hmm. sense?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You're creating like this little mini movement around this emotional idea of how how you want people to feel when they encounter Free Wild, mm. and it creates deeper and longer lasting relationships, both with your customers and with everybody that's internal with the brand as well. It's really powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. I think the next good talk, talking point is one of the biggest takeaways I, I had from speaking with you was at some point you mentioned, you said, because you, I asked you like, hey, is, is it brand, is it relevant to, to smaller companies? And because we think of brands as like Coca-Cola and like, you know, mm-hmm. Myriad and things like that. And then you said, everybody has a brand, right? Regardless if you're focusing on, on it or not, regardless if you think about it or not. So because everyone has a brand anyway, you might as well be intentional about it. Can you explain that a little bit more?
1: Yeah. So if we go back to that definition, everybody that comes into contact with you is going to have some perception of you, whether you're being intentional about it or not. And it's really important. Brands are effective when they're telling a cohesive and a consistent story across all of the different touch points. And something that happens when somebody isn't being intentional about it is you get conflicting messages. And it disrupts the customer experience. People aren't happy about it. I think, Eric, you told me a story about a Airbnb Plus property mm-hmm. that you stayed in. Yeah. And... I've been
2: telling the story nonstop, So <laughs> I'm not surprised I told you this story. Yeah.
1: So your listeners may have heard it already, but there is a conflict. Basically, it was supposed to be this high-end almost like luxurious upscale stay. But then when you arrived, all of the touch points, aka some of the furniture, it didn't jive with that story. So it created this Mm -hmm. tension and this disconnect between what the brand was saying that it was and then how it was actually showing up and it creates dissatisfaction. So we want to avoid that wherever possible.
2: Yeah. And it's... I mean, to the question that Jasper was bringing up, like when you mentioned that to us, it's like you have a brand if you're focused on it or not. Right. And I think for a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast that have like one short term rental listing and maybe two, maybe three, they might be doing it on the side. They, one thing that this industry has come into over the last few years is people are selling the dream that you could just get an Airbnb and automate everything and list it and forget it. And Jasper and I have been preaching like, Hey, that worked in the beginning, but it doesn't work now. Like we need to develop a a brand and we talk a lot about guest avatar. We talk a lot about focusing on who you are and uh, understanding who you serve and how you serve them. Right? So it's like, regardless of the size, it's like we have a brand and we have to communicate that brand across our properties. Right? I'm really curious because we work together in the early stages of overnight success, right? And that's how we, how we met each other. And then when we were starting free wild, I'm like, Hey, we got to reach out to Kay. We, we we need help pulling all this stuff together. I think it's been about two, three months now that we're working on cultivating this free wild brand. What have you learned by creating the free wild brand that's unique to the short-term rental space, anything unique come up for you or any learning processes
1: yeah, really really excellent question. The cool thing about branding, I like to say like the human psychology algorithm doesn't change, so doesn't matter what industry we're in, there's still kind of the same triggers that we can apply to different brands. But that said, the short-term rental space and the hospitality space has even more opportunity to tell the brand story than other types of businesses, which I think is so exciting. So I don't want to give too much away, especially before we <laughs> decide anything <laughs> definitively. But you have the opportunity not only to speak to people online, so you can have the website and tell part of the brand story. You can have you know some social media, but then you also have the interior design down to... like What products are you putting into... Your space from the furniture to other types of consumables or whatever. Like you have even more opportunity to wow people and to make an experience memorable that mm. other businesses don't have. So right. that's been my biggest takeaway. It's it's a really fun playground to apply brand thinking to because we have just more space to play.
2: Yeah. Cause it come, it comes into obviously the the branding the the logos the imagery the words the website the social media but then it also comes into the actual products that people are using or guests are using at the property at the property and then also products that they're taking home as well yeah. Yeah. right if you want to go down that path
0: yeah yeah if you compare that to coca-cola it's just a it's a bottle of coke right, right? And it's, <laughs> it's, it's basically the logo and like it's much simpler i guess
1: mhm yeah I think the short-term rental space has even more in common with like retail brands. And mm-hmm. Eric, I know that you've been attracted to some specific retail brands because when you're telling a story inside of a space, yeah, you just have you have that whole canvas to work with from yeah. like the materials to the textures to the smells to the tastes and everything in between.
2: <laughs> what I'm learning through this process is brand is a story right at the end of the day yes it's how we want people to you know think and feel when they interact with us but it all cultivates where i'm going with this is like i, mean, I want to ask the question of like how would somebody listen to this podcast who's never even thought of creating a brand before for their short term rental business what are some simple steps on getting that going like where should we put our focus first and you know as we're working with you and you're challenging me on thinking about where this Brand came from this idea came from, and like as I was communicating it to you, I realized it was like, Oh, this is a full on story that is cultivating this company that we're creating. Going back to like some of the inspiration that I have the retail company you were referring to, Rourke Clothing Company, it's a California brand, they have like four or five stores but their brand is so unique because of the story that's behind it and they're attracting in people that are attracted to adventure and travel and art and boutique versus big brand logos and significance i guess with a brand if that makes sense right yeah. so am i like if we were to say like hey you know airbnb host with two two listings who wants to start focusing on brand Am I heading in the right direction of like creating understanding the the story that's behind it and then how do we turn that into like the first few steps of creating the brand
1: Mhm yeah absolutely like we said humans communicate and they make decisions based on emotion story prompts emotion so what story is your brand trying to tell I have a tool that I really love it's a shortcut to establishing what the meaning behind different brands are. I didn't make it up. It's been around since Carl Jung, psychologist Carl Jung, talked about brand archetypes or archetypes in general back in like 1960. And it's been used by the Coca-Colas and the Harley Davidsons and Nikes of the world. But you can identify a brand archetype, which are these 12 different collections of ideas that are attached to universal human values that you can build your brand story around. So for FreeWild, to make this a little bit more concrete, Mm -hmm. FreeWild is an explore brand archetype. So is Rourke. That's why we're using it as inspiration to inform some of the decisions. So explore brands, they value novelty. They value going off the beaten path, about going on an adventure, about not being comfortable. So we can start to make decisions about how to bring that perception to people's minds in all of the decisions that we're making. So the colors can have like a natural feel. We can have natural textures and design elements in the space. And that's just one of the 12. So you might have a completely different brand personality or brand story based on your archetype. So I recommend that as a good first step. Just to give one more example, because I think it helps to contrast. You could have like a royal brand archetype, which is the luxury option. It's having like impeccable attention to detail, really high end materials. So that could be your position in your brand story versus Explore. And again, there's a bunch of others as well. So use the brand archetype framework as a decision making tool to start to figure out what your brand story is. I have a quiz on my site that people can take. To identify what that is for them, so it asks you like what your values are, what kind of experience you want people to have. It's not specific to the short-term rental space, so it's not going to ask you about like your rental, but think about your rental as a brand mm-hmm. when you're going through that quiz, and it will help you identify what your your story can be for your rental. Yeah,
2: I love it. So if someone wanted to take that test, where where would they go?
1: It is, kpotnam.com/slash/quiz. I think we're going to. I'm going to give you a special link cool. for your people. So I'm sure it'll be in the show notes or whenever yeah. you guys do that. Yeah,
2: yeah, we'll link it up, send it out as well.
1: Once you know what your stories and what your archetype is, you can use that as a decision-making tool to help you make some of those other decisions that people think of more commonly when it comes to the brands. So like, what are your colors going to be? What words are you going to use? What are the stories that you're going to tell? What kind of content are you going to create for your space? Mm. But yeah, that's a really good jumping off point to start with.
2: Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So so to, to just to clarify this, because one big challenge that we see people having is like, they're like, oh, I'm in short term rentals. So let me get a logo with a key on it or a logo with a house on it. Right. Yeah. And like you see them everywhere. It's it's all the same stuff with the quiz that you have and just the, the concept of understanding your archetype that will Spawn the questions and the directions that you need to take for your logos, your colors, your mm-hmm. type of properties, and like that's essentially that's the main center point of making decisions around the
0: brand.
1: Yes, hundred awesome. percent. You articulate that perfectly. Cool. Now I was
0: thinking about building a brand at the very like smallest level so like eric and i talk a lot about how we believe that in the in the you know next few years like the most successful short rental hosts are going to be the mom and pops and the professional brands right <clears throat> there's always going to be a demand for just staying with john or staying with amanda right because you want to connect with somebody you want to connect with that person i was thinking about like how do you build a brand if you are the brand as a person right mm-hmm. and now the thing that came to mind was like well you could write on your Airbnb profile instead of just saying, hey, my name is John. I'm from, you know, I'm from here and this is my Airbnb listing and, you know, please book a, I do a really good job or whatever. You could also say like, hey, what do I stand for? You know, what are my values? Like what's important to me in life? Why am I an Airbnb host? What does it mean to me to be an Airbnb host? What's the deeper purpose, you know, behind like me becoming a host versus just make some extra money? Is that is that does that make sense?
1: Yes, you nailed it. One of my favorite exercises that I do with all of my clients is literally the I call it the brand truths exercise and I ask people what do you believe? What do you believe to be true about the world? And you can apply that both to your industry. So like what do you believe to be true about travel or what do you believe to be true about hospitality or, or going places? But also like what do you believe to be true about success or freedom or relationships. And those themes are so magnetic for attracting people that have a similar view, a similar way of looking at the world. We, When we were prepping for this call, we were talking about tribes and how powerful it can be to have an audience of people that all are really engaged in your brand. And that's how we cultivate that. We go first as the brand to share our unique point of view, our values like you said and that's what attracts people to our business and elevates the conversation beyond just being a commodity being just a better place to stay.
0: Mm. Yeah. And and that brings us back to the to the very title of or the topic of this podcast which is you can create pricing power through your brand. Can you can you explain how that works?
1: Yes. So pricing power is when your brand isn't as sensitive to the supply and demand curve, meaning you're kind of on your own supply and demand curve because people don't view you as being in the same category or directly competitive with similar offers. So, like with similar stays. At the end of the day, it means that you can charge a higher than average price for your space than the next guy. And we create this by having a really strong brand because that sets us apart. We're no longer just another bed, like we just said. It creates value in our business and creates profitability in our business. So that's the reason why we pay attention to brand. No matter how big or how small your business is, we want to actually generate you know, more money on the bottom line at the end of the day. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. It mm-hmm. it feels good. Like we want to create a business that we're proud of that attracts people that we like to work with or like to interact with, but it's still at the end of the day a, a business expense. So we want to make sure that it's justified. And that's one of the ways that brands add a lot of value to business mm. is through that pricing power.
0: I think the easiest way to understand this is actually a company that Eric brought up called Liquid Death. <laughs> <laughs> it's just water mm-hmm. water yeah. right <laughs> and i've been obsessed
2: like... i've been obsessed with just like searching their story and their their ceo talking about their brand and their brand concept before they even had a product but yeah man let's say, let's talk about that cuz i i think what they're doing is just absolutely amazing
0: cuz yeah, yeah cuz as you as you were talking about like hey you have two things that are pretty much the same but one has a brand and one doesn't and the one the, the one with the brand can charge more and nowhere is it as clear as with water, right? They have one water bottle <laughs> yeah. that, that's five bucks and one water bottle is one buck and the water is arguably the same, yeah. right? And it's a 5X pricing power fruit the brand. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it's like, to give some clarity, like, you know, the reason why we were talking about that, right, is because one of the biggest challenges when we talk to students that enroll into Legends X is... They especially now with the with the market that's going through what it's going through, they're seeing a a, a less of a demand through Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. So now they're starting to ask the questions: how do I fill the gaps? How do I make more profit? Things like that. And there is a ton of competition of air quote Airbnbs in pretty much every single market. So when you're in, say, you know, just for example, say you're in a, urban area with and you specialize in apartment buildings right having apartments one bedroom apartments stuff like that it's like how do you stand out from the crowd on airbnb or any other search engine with your unit that's very similar so that that's why we brought up like it's like kind of it's like the water industry you walk into any supermarket and there's well over 10 brands of water that's being sold for all the, all these different prices and then you ha- I, I'll never forget the day that I was introduced to liquid death. I, I was at a friend's house about two years ago and he just cracked it open and just started drinking it. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning and I thought it was a beer. I thought he was drinking a beer. I'm like, dude, you're all right, man. What's going on here? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it's this awesome new water company. It's water. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And he told me the price, which was insane for this water. But what I'm recognizing is that now when I walk into stores and I notice it, I buy the freaking can. I buy Liquid Death because I'm so attached to this brand now. And what they've done over the last couple of years has just been unbelievable. I think they're valued at like $700 million right now selling freaking water, which is nuts. So that's a, you know, just give some context to why we're talking about that. Like, what is your take on that? I know that you dove into some research around liquid death as well, but like comparing short term rental, the short- term rental industry and just having like all these different short- term rentals that are at the end of the day, pretty much the same unless they're extremely unique to the water company, water industry that are has all these different brands like, Can you touch on that? Like, what is that? What's driving the value for Liquid Death to sell $5 cans of water?
1: Yes, I love this example so much. They're a Maverick brand archetype, by the way. If you're following along with that framework, they disrupted by being completely different. So, like, all of the other water brands are like mountains and blue and like crystals, and that was about it. And they knew that they had to do something completely different. They had to be bold enough to not follow all of the industry conventions if they wanted to stand out and and ultimately succeed. I was reading an article. The founder was saying, he's like, I didn't have the money to market a boring brand. So there's like a marketing tax that you pay, both in terms of not being able to charge the $5 for the can of water and... Having to, yeah, just convince people to buy some random boring brand or product is really expensive. So if you know that you don't want to invest tons of money. Plus you want that preference that's happening. So notice you said you have all of these different options and you're choosing to buy the liquid death. If you want that kind of affinity for your business, you need to be different and you need to tell an interesting story. They are such a strong example of really excellent branding. And it's so cool to see the actual monetary results being shown for it. Because sometimes branding gets passed over for being like superficial but it's yeah. truly not. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's so interesting because the product itself and like all of their marketing, we were looking at their Instagram, and they have what like a couple of million followers on Instagram. I'm like who the hell is following a water company? I know. You know, like who does this? And it's because of the brand and the story that they're creating for it, and they're literally selling the same product yep. that we can buy a million different brands, a million different, you know, we have a million different options, but we're willing to spend, now I am willing to spend more money for the same freaking products just because it's a different, I feel like I'm attached to that brand and I have a different experience, right? Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, so not only do they have really excellent design and they have a really excellent story, they come, they're born from a desire to give like rock and roll artists and punk rockers a cool water to drink during their shows because they're actually hiding their water in like energy drink cans. So that was the the origin of it. But now they've also attached to a bigger mission and they have this slogan around death to plastic, which I think is super cool as well, because they're using their platform and all of the people that are following them to to tell a larger story it's not just about water it's it's about the planet too
2: yeah yeah and what was that you had sent Jasper and I a statement from the CEO and I I watched him in an interview talk about this as well of how in the early stages and now it's part of their company core like culture is to think about What is the dumbest thing they can, is that the word, like the phrase that he said, what is the dumbest thing we can do with this brand? Yeah. Right. And like, it stretches, it's like, okay, well, we're not going to use plastic. We're going to put it in a can, but instead of a can, we're going to put it in a tall boy. Right. And it's like, what are we selling? We're selling something that's hydrating, that gives life. So we're going to call it liquid death right and it's like yeah. that's the stupidest thing that we can do about this brand and that's like part of their culture now right so it's mm-hmm. like what is that is that is that just like is that just thinking outside of the 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 box or is that part of the brand themselves and people attached
0: to them?
1: that's part of the maverick archetype it's like how can we do the thing that nobody else is willing to do so if that's not your archetype that might not be the question to ask yourself for free wild it's not what's the dumbest thing that we can do but like how can we how can we go down a new path or like how can we give people the feeling of freedom more than any other brand so i invite people to start with the story that you're telling again we can use that, those archetypes to help us inform that and use that to form your question but it's so important regardless of how you phrase it or how you position it to give yourself the permission and the mandate that you can't just copy what everybody else is doing in this space. It's going to get lost in the noise. It's going to be really expensive. And you're going to be looked at like a commodity, which means that your people are going to be overly price sensitive. And that's a recipe for disaster. We Hmm. want that preference. We want that pricing power. So it comes from being different, not just better. Better is a race to the bottom.
0: As you're you're talking, I'm thinking about what's the dumbest idea for a short rental. And the first thing that came to mind was <laughs> let's rent out a house, but you're not allowed to sleep there. We'll give you a couple air beds, and like you have to sleep outside.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or it's like what's her name, Christy with the the potato, right? Yeah. It's like for her, it's like she turned this literally a, a potato into a hotel, right? And people are staying there, right? And it's yeah. Yeah, and and by the way, with me bringing up that question, I wasn't saying like I wasn't trying to encourage people to say like or ask themselves what's the dumbest thing they can do for their brand. The reason why I brought that up is I've never heard anyone say that before. Yeah. I've never heard any entrepreneur, business owner, especially in the early stages of their brand, company saying, "What is the dumbest thing we can do about this brand?" And now it's part of their culture and they're thinking outside of it. And you look at their social media and it's actually attaching to people because like their social media has nothing to do with water. It's it's this culture that they have. And it's yeah, it's just outside the box. It's really interesting. And it's, you know, they're they're the fastest growing water company and beverage company in the world right now. They're valued at seven hundred million dollars, raise a crazy amount of money. It's pretty incredible to see that.
0: She started a podcast about water. Like this is pretty interesting. by the way one thing one thing i noticed i pulled up the website liquiddeath.com, and the first thing that came to my mind as i looked at it i thought it was beer i thought it was like a corona or something because the first thing you see is is somebody like poking a hole you know that (laughs) trick what what college students do with beer Uh, oh yeah what's it called uh it's a bong shotgun shotgun Shotgun.
1: yeah Yeah, there you
0: go that's the first image that you see of somebody doing that with with the can. So you're immediately thinking, oh, that's that's beer. It's
1: mm-hmm. hilarious. That's yeah, hilarious. and I've done it on purpose. And that article that I read, it mentioned that it was becoming more share worthy because it's this disruption of the status quo. And people were taking pictures of their kids drinking it because it looks like it's beer. And it's just mm. that tension creates a really interesting story and it makes it more shareable.
2: It all comes down to the story, right? At the end of the day. It's like, you know, they you're you're telling this this story through your products and just every part of your brand, you're telling your origin story, right? And it's the same thing with Free Wild. Like, we started developing this brand by you asking me about the story and how we created this company and wh- where we came up with the idea. Why are we focused on these properties and not this property and, you know, all of that and we're telling that story through our properties. Which I think is amazing. You know, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways here. It's like, you know, for the individual who's trying to create their own brand, if it's one listing, or the entrepreneurs that want to grow these massive short-term rental, you know, brands, hospitality brands, we got to start with the story to understand who are we and why are we doing what we're doing, and and put that into our products.
1: Heck yes, yeah, I
2: love it. One question. One thing, maybe wrap it up on this. I don't know how long we've been on this podcast, Jasper. How much more time do we have?
0: Yeah, we're we'll doing another five to ten minutes.
2: All right, let's do another three hours on this. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is like a Joe Rogan podcast. We just keep going deeper and deeper. I don't know how to how to frame this. One one thing that I'm noticing when we're going down developing Free Wild is we we've talked to so many of these large branding agencies. So you were talking in the past of like. You pre, you mentioned about like the value of a brand and how it how it's pricing it and how certain people don't really value it on uh, how to develop the brand themselves and we come across like these big large branding houses that you know are giving us quotes of like three hundred thousand dollars to build this hospitality brand right of like images and like all this stuff that we're talking about and I know it's not freaking easy to do to cultivate and bring this story to life. How is someone who is ready to actually start building their brand? How do you go about actually, as the owner, valuing the investment that you have to make into building all this stuff?
1: Mm, Yeah, I think way
2: asking that question.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent question. And what's interesting, so like branding agencies, similar to other types of businesses, there's companies that service other companies at every single level. So there are the solo entrepreneurs who are building brands you know, for much less than that. And then there's these really big agencies that are working with the Budweiser's of the world. So you have everything in between. If you're a smaller business and you're starting to work on this yourself, there's actually quite a bit that you can do yourself, especially with the help of like a system, like a course or a strategist, somebody that's in your corner that isn't going to be a massive investment. And the way I look, would quantify that is to start literally with the numbers. So like if you're priced at the average for your location and number of beds whatever, how much more profit is possible if you can charge a premium? And then how much more profit is also possible if you're booking more of your nights? So you can get a good number of the possible growth by looking at the top, the like top 1% in your market. How are they doing differently, or like how is their revenue different than where you are at currently? Because I think mm-hmm. that's probably the space that you have to grow, if not beyond. If your market isn't super awesome with with their brand, yeah, so that's where I'd start.
2: Yeah, so kind of working backwards of like, yeah, I think at the end of the day, you know, for me, w- one of the challenges that we're going through is understanding the value of a brand. Right, and I think as we go deeper into this, we have conversations with you. We're researching these bigger brands, and like Liquid Death just kind of blew my mind as far as the value of the brand because it's not the product; Mm -hmm. it's the brand, right? And it's like they're not doing anything unique outside, like as far as trying to sell this product. You still go to the store and you buy the product, right? Mm -hmm. It's like their brand is everything, and they're valued at now seven hundred million dollars. It blew my mind i was like oh okay okay now i'm starting to understand why we need to invest into this if we want to play the level that that we want to play at with with free wild right develop a a global recognized hospitality brand we got to invest into that but also brands develop over time right it's not like what we have now is what we could potentially have it in the future 20 years from now but they're going to like the logos, the the colors, all this stuff is going to grow, correct? And shape over time.
1: Yes. And to not to belabor the liquid death metaphor here Mm. for for brand examples, but it's such a good one. They actually started like they did a proof of concept where they produced a commercial, I think, with like two grand or three grand. So like you don't have to start with the big budget. You absolutely can start where you're at with a smaller budget. And see how that works, see how the market responds and then grow from there. It's a little bit different when you know from the start that you're gonna be seeking investment because you wanna have like you wanna be playing at that level and look like you belong when you're showing yeah. up in front of a, a board of investors or whatever it is. So it kind of depends on what your goals are with your business, how much you're going to invest in it at which point.
0: Mm. What's another really interesting example that I just thought off of? a brand who's cha- who's basically changed their brand multiple times in their existence is nokia hmm. yeah nokia i was found i was just looking it up because i heard about this and nokia was founded as a paper mill operation and over the years produced cables paper products rubber boots tires televisions and eventually turned it into a mobile phone company <laughs> mm. that's wild mm.
2: Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot to that, right? It's like yeah. the project management tool that we use for the internal of our company is called ClickUp. It's a big project management company. The owner of that company is in our circle here in San, lives here in San Diego. He had zero passion. From what I understand, I haven't talked to him personally about this. He had zero passion and the idea wasn't to develop the number one project management tool on the internet. He it was in a whole other different avenue an industry but he built this thing internally that worked really well right to solve a problem in an industry so that that's where like i think that's interesting too because that's where the product evolves into solving a problem and then you have to develop the brand to meet where the product is going right yeah. which is like And now they're worth a billion dollars, right? And it's like, it's just crazy to watch all this stuff move. And I think it's possible. And the reason why I want to talk about all this stuff on the podcast is because like, yes, we are trying to play at the biggest levels possible when it comes to free wilds. But I also looking at this and us coaching the students that we coach through Legends X, it's like, regardless of the size, like this stuff is freaking important to invest into because we, we want to talk to our clients and stand out from the crowd. We want to be the liquid death of short-term rentals, right? In our own unique way, right? When And everyone, the challenge people now have is they feel like they just have to cut the daily price on their property to get more people to stay in their home. And that's a terrible way to to compete, right? In your marketplace yep. is to play with the, the value of your product. So... Yeah, I just think I think this is gonna bring a lot of value to hosts that are really looking at this to to grow a, a real business here. And I really think it's the it's the future of short term rentals. So
1: hundred percent. I think that the your space is evolving and it's becoming more and more mature, which also means that there's more and more competition and less low hanging fruit. So you really do right. have to rise to the top if you want to build a sustainable business that's profitable. Mm.
0: Boom. Right, right to so- <laughs> this podcast. There's so many right. wise words here.
2: That's right. That's right. I love it. Well, thank you so hey, much you for uh, your time. This is this has been awesome. Yeah, I
1: yeah, feel like this, we could talk for three more hours easily. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for having me on. I think that was an awesome introduction to to branding for for short term rentals, and it was a super fun conversation.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure we're gonna have you back on because there's there's so many different rabbit holes that we can get into. But before we leave you. Can you repeat again, like how people can find your quiz and your podcast and and everything you offer?
1: Yes. So I'm kputnam.com. That will be the hub for everything. So you find the quiz right there on the homepage. You can go to slash quiz if you want the direct link and podcast is also there.
0: Awesome. And that's K-A-Y-E.
1: Yes. K-A-Y-E. P-U-T-N-A-M. Putnam. Boom. That's it.
2: Boom. All right. Okay, yeah, we'll be back on here. We're going to be sharing what we're building with Free Wild hopefully sooner than later because that's been a fun, fun project behind the scenes. So, but yeah, this is awesome. Thank you, Kay. Thank you for your time. And Jasper, thanks for always being awesome yeah. hosts, man.
0: Thanks, Gay. Thanks, Eric. And thanks for the listeners. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Definitely planning to do more of these podcasts where Eric and I have guests on. And with that said, have a great weekend. See you. On Monday with the next episode thank you so much for listening to get paid for your pad the number one podcast for airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals we really hope you enjoyed this episode and if you want to learn more about air hosting on airbnb and building a short-term rental business then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter getpaidforyourpet.com and if you're just starting out on airbnb make sure to download our free airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpet.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy which is our starter course for anybody who wants to start hosting on airbnb so every month we select one reviewer at random and give that person access to the course so thank you for listening check back every monday for a new episode of the host show and every friday for an episode of str conversations of the get paid for your pad podcast thank you and see you soon